Thank you for listening to Live, Love, Give, Lead. I'm Brandy. And I'm Devon. And we are two entrepreneurs with a passion for supporting women in their personal and professional lives. All right. We are back for another episode of Live, Love, Give, Lead. Yep. Hello. Devon here. Brandy here. And our intern suggested, yes, the lovely Bridget, that we talk about the coronavirus and how it's affecting our business and also how we are handling this in such times of uncertainty. Yes. And we thought, you know, this was an important topic, not just to discuss uh, some of the things that are going around, you know, politically and on the internet, but we really want to just talk about how we're dealing with this situation because, you know, there's yeah. only so much you can control, can control. So what yes. are you controlling in your business and in your life is what we hope to discuss. Yes. And really we're going to try our best to just stay factual and not, you know, influence our listeners to believing our thoughts and our opinions um, but really just give insight. That's what sure. that's what my hope is. Um, yeah. And I was reluctant to even record this because I <laughs> thought, well, I don't know. One, I don't want to, you know, f- there's an integrity issue there where, oh, I don't want to capitalize on the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other part is I didn't want to um, impose my beliefs on what I really think is happening here. Right. At at the government level. And so, but I think Bridget was right in saying that we have a lot to offer as far as we still have to work through this. We're still small business. So, um, anyways, with that being said, that is, and I, I think she's right. We need to share how we're handling this, um, you know, with all the things that go on in our daily lives as far as business. So I will tell you that, um, that is from, yeah. Um, I'm peeling so bad for Mexico. I look like a leopard. I don't know. Like I have leprosy. I mean, anyhow, again, squirrel, right? Uh, let's get back on track. Bridget helps us get back focused. I will tell you, and, and I think honestly, even the distraction and, and, and all jokes aside, you know, we can only find peace with happiness. So, mm-hmm. you know, part of me making a, a quick joke is, is that like keeping it light right keeping now. The joy. Yes. And keeping the joy because, um, you know, fear is in, infective and um, a lot of people are fearful. So I say that because I didn't feel fearful until I got an, out into the public, you know, went mm-hmm. into a store or engaged with someone that has a certain belief on what's happening. And that put fear in me and and not the fear of not having groceries or dying from the virus. I'm not fearful of any of that. What I'm fearful of is the way people are reacting right? and their irrational thoughts and allowing fear to really dictate the behavior how they're behaving. Yes, exactly yeah. how they behave. And so anyhow, and um, I think I've, that's something to address with, you know, in business with clients that are fearful. Yeah. Right? Um, like obviously with what we do in the school, having students come into a school knowing what's going on and the, there are mass school closings and yeah. things like that. Um, you know, I think being able to address them in a way that doesn't come from a place of fear. Right. Whoever your client is, that's really important. But also being aware and having precautions and letting people know that, um, you know, we're not ignoring the situation, we're addressing it. Mm -hmm. But we also don't want to address it purely out of fear. 
just addressing it from the facts. From the facts. And also, um, you know, what our core beliefs are. I mean, my right. core beliefs don't change. So yep. um, I, I think that's part of it. But going back to, um, I, I'm definitely sheltering myself a little bit from yeah. people that could be more influential as far as the negatives that are happening. I learned a little something in therapy called reframing. And when you reframe something, it really gives you a better perspective and, mm-hmm. and a, it allows you to not not use the derogatory issue at hand, whatever it is, or mm-hmm. outcome or instance use that, but use it to your advantage. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of what I'm doing here. Like, okay, yep, this could be scary. I could be fearful. I could also appreciate that it's giving me a time in my business where I'm allowed to just reassess and lift my team up, become the leader, you know, pushing me in a leadership position that I've never been exposed to before. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, because we have definitely been through recession with my businesses and we've been unaffected, thankfully. Um, but I will say this is uncharted territory. So it's, I, I knew that for the sake of my team, I have to let them know I am not shaken. I have to be the strongest leader I've ever been before and not pretending to be, but going back to my core beliefs and how I operate my personal policies. And I'm not easily influenced, especially by people that operate off feelings and opinions and facts. Um, and so I, I feel like what a gift that I get to, to experience being a leader that um, provides a sense of security and surety like I never have before. So Definitely. that is part of my reframe. I also think when there is a recession, so, you know, obviously the outcome of the coronavirus is going to be a recession of some sort um, with the stock market and, and everything that's happening with the economy. And so I'm really looking at this anytime there's this um, shift in the economy, your competitors that aren't don't have a solid business tend to fizzle out. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a cleanup. Um, and so that's another reframe for me. I'm really just thinking about, well, all the little Tom, Dick and Harry's that are running around doing one-off classes or, you know what I mean? Trying to pretend they're my competition. They're all going to fizzle out because they don't have the solid business um, processes and structure and structure that we have. And, and we're working on our, our business processes yes, every yeah. day, but um, that's a whole nother podcast. However, I do know historically this is what happens, yeah. right? The pizza places that don't have structure, processes and procedures, a good product will all go away. And the ones that have always been the big game players will continue to rise. To so yeah, and thrive. And so um, that's just another reframe of mine. Yeah. Um, It's interesting because I was thinking about um, with my team at the salon, the millennial uh, generation. And I think every generation is dealing with this differently. Sure. To be honest, based on like, you know, remember when you were talking about your grandmother. Right. And, and, you know, people that have been through things like this before on really large scales, like the Great Depression. Yeah. Okay. Versus some of us who have experienced economic downturns, but not necessarily at that level. Um, you know, everyone's kind of dealing with this differently. And I think as a leader, you have to know your audience, right? Your team, what generation they're in and how they may perceive this differently. I know that my team was really up in arms about it, very anxious. And I'm not saying that's all millennials, but, um, 
I definitely feel like, you know, our world right now um, in certain generations tend to be super anxious and really uh, almost anxiety ridden, right? And so I think that's super important yeah. to be able to, as you were saying, stay strong. And I had to kind of set that precedence too. Like, listen, you know, it, it may feel uh, scary, but let's look at the facts. And I think you know, educating people is really important. Like I said, some links, like, here's what this is saying, you know, here's what the government's saying about this. Here's yeah, here what the health organizations are saying, yeah. right. Not yeah. just the news and this yeah. and that. And so I think that's really important is to know the audience and, and speak to them directly and arm them with facts, right? Yeah. What is our, what is our business stance? And then also, you know, what is the information we should be looking at so that we can act accordingly. Yeah. And, and so the first thing I did was address my team and right. how we actually, the first thing we did was address the public and the students yes. privately. And we are a um, private school. So we don't have, you know, hundreds of thousands of students that attend like the other universities in our area that have closed. Right. Um, I feel confident that we have such a small, small knit community here that mm. we can control what's happening right. better than larger groups. Right. Um, and so we definitely made the decision to, you know, write a statement and then also have protocols. Now, thankfully being in the makeup industry and having a sanitation company where I certify people in proper health grade standards, this was pretty simple. We already have already hospital grade disinfectant all around the school, hand sanitizer. We're super sticklers about sanitation. So this was definitely an issue. Now, as far as the airborne Part, part of this, right. right? Because of course I had the protocols of like sanitizing hands and washing hands and, and um, using hospital grade disinfectant on all the doors and, and tables and, you know, things that might have high traffic. Um, but in addition, um, I have decided that if the students are going to work on one another, they need to wear masks mm -hmm. um, or if they're going to work. Actually, we decided to not have model days right now. Um, if they have model days, they can do it in their own home and record it. So that was a solution. Yeah, just to limit the amount of people coming yes, in. Yes, limit the amount of people coming in and out. So we definitely took some, some precautions right away. And then I sent out an email to my staff, which I thought was essential. One, letting them know I'm not fearful. I am fearful only of one thing, and that's the behavior and reaction of people and right. a Allowing their fear to get out of control. Um, and, you know, my solution to that is all I can do is pray for, you know, our country, pray for the country. Whole, mm -hmm. all the countries really, and our leaders. So yes. anyways, I, I wanted to let the staff know, I think it's very important to be transparent, even if I was fearful, which, which truthfully I am not I'm worried about getting the virus and getting infected, dying, none of that stuff, running out of food, None of those are a concern for me, but I think too. And so if those were a concern, my advice would be do not let on to that, right? Mm -hmm. To your staff um, until you've gotten over your own fear. I would not let on to that because you will send um, uncertainty. And, you know, really you could have a loss of an employee. They may refuse to come in. They may refuse oh. to produce um, based on, you know, you instilling more fear and not providing them the assurance that they need. So <clears throat> I would make sure that you are sticking to the facts. And I did that in my email. I did talk about the protocols, a little bit about my stance, a little bit about how I feel um, and what we're doing <clears throat> to move forward. I also included if you have suggestions or things that you want to um, discuss that should be implemented that I've overlooked. I'm, let's do that let's as a team. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like, you know, it really I think there was it provided a lot of relief. Um, I think it did. And 
thankfully my staff, most of them do not operate, you know, under fear. So that was not an issue about trying to turn around their attitude or their energy or their behavior. Um, so I, I think it's essential though, to, to communicate. It's, you can't avoid it. I don't care if you're a tech company or a one man show and you're servicing clients, everyone is looking for a reassurance That's from right. any of their points of contact. And so whether you're a small team, a team of one or a team of 10 or a team of 8,000, you have to address what you are doing at that level of management. Mm-hmm. And I think it's an opportunity to, it's kind of like when you go through something in your personal life, some kind of traumatic experience, you know, or family issue, people start to come together. So I think it's really an opportunity to see where your team is, like almost like a, a measuring sticker, temperature check, um, and to really, you know, come together as a team and be on the same page about how to keep business moving uh, despite what we're dealing with right now, because it's essential. We can't all stop and shut down and then the whole world crashes. Yeah. Uh, and, so- I, and I've made the decision until the CDC or my governor forces me to be quarantined and shut down. I am we're not. not. Um, small business has to be very, very careful during these times. Mm -hmm. And we cannot stop enrollment. If we stop enrollment, we will not have income. Again, I feel I would never put money before health, but I know that we have a very sterile environment anyways, Mm -hmm. practicing health grade standards um, in sanitation. So that that just to me was a non-issue. I think if the virus is as contagious as they say, it doesn't matter how cautious you are. It's I can't. Gonna <laughs> it's going to happen. And I can't control what other people are bringing in if mm-hmm. they're washing their hands. So I'm controlling it to the best I can until yeah. there is a real, and I don't believe this is a, a pandemic. That's just mm-hmm. my opinion. Um, but until there is a real posing health issue, we don't have elderly that come in here. Um, we don't have, I mean, many of our students that I'm aware of don't have um, severe compromised immune systems. Right. We are allowing students to make the decision. If they feel they don't want to attend and want to come later, then we can do it um remotely. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, they won't get the benefit of the hands-on training, but we are definitely accommodating anybody's feelings towards, you know, what they want to do, how they want to do it. Yeah, we have to be sensitive to that. Like, even We have to be of- sensitive, yeah, for it- sure. But we also have to have standards. I mean, yeah. you know, like anything, you can't just allow, well, the virus is here. Let's let everybody else dictate how we're going to do business. That's it. And, exactly. and so even with the students, it's still you know, in most situations, they have to attend until mm-hmm. we decide otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, and no one has been in a frenzy about, oh, I f- I'm afraid, I'm afraid. So that that's good. But I, I can't change my entire operations um, based on, you know, fear. That's right. And again, if it was coming from the CDC, if it was coming from um, the governor or the president where I was mandated to do it, then I would probably do it again. Health is first, but knowing all the facts, health is not an issue. Um, Even if we were to unfortunately contract it somehow in here, no one is going to die from it. No one is going to be laid up for years on end. Um, And so I feel safe. If I didn't feel safe, then I would do things otherwise. But I think this is the most important time to make clear decisions, though, in your business based mm-hmm. on what your business your needs business to do. Your business identity. Your business identity and and not allowing fear to dictate your decisions. Right. right. And I think sometimes it's there's fear and then there's also this idea of, and I had this discussion with someone about you don't want to be the bad guy that like 
doesn't close your business, right? So I think, you know, being authentic is really important because it's not just about, you know, the ripple effect of, oh, well, the NBA is shut down and all of these other places are shut down. Well, you know, I mean, that may be something that they're doing because of their business standard, but not just doing it because everyone else is. And as you said, yeah. there's there's validity to back that up because, you know, our whole world hasn't shut down or we haven't been mandated to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And and universities, you know, one closed and then the other one probably felt like, oh, well, we should do it. And right. then another one, right? So three big universities here. Really, it was a ripple effect. That's right. And, and I just want to tell business owners, you know, at the end of the day, this will this too shall pass. Yeah. And can you survive that? And so part of my decision is to really make sure that I can sustain this. Because in addition to protecting the health, of course, and wellness of my employees, I also have a responsibility to ensure that they can continue to livelihood. Yeah, their livelihood. I mean, the repercussions of that is probably more horrifying than getting over a virus. Mm-hmm. So I, I think you have to weigh out and balance and, and you're in different industries. So you have to make that decision. Some of you may be in healthcare. Some of you may mm-hmm. have um, group homes that you that that's what your business is based on or service providers. I'm not sure, but I know that for my business to continue, we cannot have a shutdown. Um, And I don't feel like anyone's life is at risk to authorize a shutdown. So for small business, I have to continue. And, and, you know, what I'd like to leave the, the listeners with is that There is no wrong decision right now unless you're completely negligent and you don't have the proper supplies in place at your workplace. So like hospital grade disinfectant. You're not following protocols. Yes, the CDC protocols. If you're not following that, then you're just negligent. But know that no decision you make is wrong because this is uncertain times. Nobody Mm -hmm. gave you a playbook for what to do um, when something like we've never had an outbreak where we literally have been quarantined in different capacities. Right. Mm -hmm. So be reassured that don't beat yourself up. Right. You know, you're doing what's best. Whatever decision you make. Yes. But weigh out all of the consequences. You know, if you choose to close, what is what are the ramifications? Because this will pass it in probably four or eight weeks, you know, we'll be back to normal. The schools will be open. Things will be different. And but eight weeks from now, where will your business be? Right. So I just want them to want business owners to keep that in mind put health and wellness at the forefront, but also be realistic about what the ramifications are in small business. 100%. Yeah, I think that's a great way to leave it because ultimately we're not, you know, pointing the finger any which way at what's right or what's wrong, but just being educated on what's happening globally and then applying that to what you need to do for your business individually. Yeah. All right. Well, we can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait for the next episode and we say, oh, remember... God, we're done. Yes. With that. <laughs> um, I really, really look forward to the future and and just seeing how this all plays out. Absolutely. Yeah, it's going to be great. So uh, be encouraged. And um, yeah, we hope you all have a great week and have continued success in your business. Yes. And as always, live, love, give, and lead. Thank you for listening. Please be sure to subscribe for weekly episodes. And don't forget to visit our website for your free download on how to discover your true identity at livelovegivelead.com. Of course, you can always find us on Facebook and Instagram. And as always, live your best life, love unconditionally, 
give generously and lead by example.